Thanks for tuning into the Pondo Podcast. My name is Cody, and I'm so excited you're here. This episode starts our Camp Talk series, where I get to sit down with Dan and Becky Skipper, our directors here at Camp Pondo, just to talk about our efforts on and off the mountain. Today's a special episode because we talk about their story, how they landed here at Camp Pondo, and then celebrate some of the amazing things we've seen God do to set apart Pondo as a unique space for people to encounter Jesus. So I hope you enjoy it. Let's dive in. Well, hey, welcome to the Pondo Podcast. Uh, Super excited to be here in the Skipper's house. Um, Going to be talking about, man, Pondo and just uh, the story of Pondo um, how the skippers landed here. So if you don't know, Dan and Becky, say hello. Hello. What's up, y'all? <laughs> so Dan and Becky are our directors for Pondo, and um, you guys have been here how long? We've been coming up on 24 years. Almost to the day. Yeah, today Almost is, to the day. Today 24. is the day we left Florida. Really? To drive out, yes. Wow. October the 7th. Wow. You don't mind me asking, how old were you guys when, when you moved to oh, Running Springs, California? I have to do the math on it because I don't really remember. Hold on. <laughs> I'm thinking it through. Mid-30s. Mid-30s. Yeah, okay. I was early okay. 30s, 31. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How old were your kids? Yeah. Uh, we had a an 11-year-old, our son, and a 9-year-old, our daughter. Wow. When Great. we moved. When That's we how moved, old they yeah. were. Yeah. Wow. So cool. So cool. Well, if you guys have been to Pondo before, or if you haven't been to Pondo before, um, just to kind of set it up, um, Pondo is a Ponderosa Pines Christian camp, um, on paper, uh, is just a really special camp tucked away in the mountains of Southern California. And, uh, I've had the privilege of working with these guys for, um, on and off for four years now, two years, um, living at camp and, uh, just such a special place. And these are special people. And so, um, if you've seen the, the Pondo podcast and the way it's set up, we have four different kind of branches of the podcast. And this one is going to be dedicated to, um, camp life and camp talk and really the efforts of Pondo on and off the mountain. And, uh, and so excited to sit down and talk with Dan and Becky and, um, yeah, this is going to be a ton of fun. <laughs> yeah. Ready to roll. Awesome. Hey, I've been told I have the perfect face for a podcast. <laughs> you do. So. You look great on air, Dan. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's nice. Stunning. Stunning. <laughs> Stunning. He did ask me what to wear for this. And, uh, I said PJs and you showed up like pretty much you brought, you brought it. So <laughs> awesome. Well, cool. Um, well, let's start with this. You guys, you, you mentioned earlier, so you moved out here from Florida um, where were you, um, when all of this kind of Pondo stuff fell in your lap, when the opportunity fell in your lap, where were you guys at? What did life look like? And let's talk about that transition, um, out to the other side of the coast. Yeah. 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 I, I was, I was the executive pastor at a church in a town called Lakeland in central Florida. Hmm. And had been there about eight years or so. It's the only other real job I've ever had right out of college. And um, we loved it there. We were, you know, 
had great friends, great ministry, great opportunities in front of us. But this this kind of presented itself in a unique way. And, and I had been kind of, you know, leading from the second chair for a long time and was just looking for an opportunity to, to lead something. Mm. And um, this kind of opportunity presented itself. I never really saw myself as a lead pastor, but still felt this calling to to ministry. And so when this opportunity presented itself, it was intriguing. And um, yeah, I, I think um, when we first visited, we were like, oh, that's a long way from home. I'm not sure we can do this. Um, but yeah, the way it just occurred and the way the Lord um, just led us through that uh was really cool um and we ended up out here just a few months after we came to visit we put our affairs in order loaded the truck or somebody loaded the truck (laughs) and then we headed out um so it was pretty cool yeah and then tell me about like when you guys got here like what what were the expectations okay you've been handed this opportunity to lead a camp like what were the maybe the expectations and then the actual reality of the situation, like once you got here. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I think the expectations were that we would um, just expand our reach as far as in the community. Mm. Um, it was the original purpose of the camp was for a small group of churches. Um, and they wanted to be able to open that up to other churches, other denominations. Um, so that was one of the big things. And the other big thing was kind of the program. What program camp looked like for us um when we came in they were we were only doing just a couple weeks Mm. um for winter and summer but the goal was to expand that um and to and to grow that ministry and so Mm. yeah that's what we set out to do pretty quickly Mm. yeah and then dan like once you got here with those things in mind um was it was it a kind of an easy transition into those things Mm -hmm. or what were there hurdles? I would imagine there would be, but I mean, what, what was that like? Yeah. I mean, there were definitely hurdles. Um, obviously in order to, to make that, that shift, the, the, the camp was founded by a a pretty conservative group Mm. of, um, of churches in and around Southern California. And, and one of the shifts that we were making was was to a more upbeat modern mm. kind of approach to to ministry and you know anytime you rock somebody's boat who's comfortable it's uh those those changes can be can be difficult mm. but what really made it easy was our board of directors, they were all in. And so they supported us. They ran interference for us when necessary. And, um, so that really made the process so much easier than it, than it could have been. Mm. And, uh, so that was, that was super helpful that they were so committed and on board, um, with what God was calling us to the changes that we were making Mm. And, um, so that just made it so much easier. Yeah. Love it. 
So you, you've probably seen this if you've driven into Pondo. There's a sign um, right before you see the big slide, um, and it says um, basically a unique place to encounter Jesus. And we've talked a little bit about this, but this idea of you know different organizations kind of having a voice, and you know for Pondo to set out to be this unique space, um, what maybe this is the question. What is unique about mm. Pondo? Uh, we've talked a little bit about this, but you guys, over the course of the last 24 years and all those transitions in the early stages, it was um, finding Pondo's voice and what, mm-hmm. what was going to set Pondo apart as a unique space and a unique camp. Mm-hmm. Um, so Becky, I mean, thoughts on that? Like, speak to that. Well, I think um, we just brought who we were into the process, who we naturally were, what our passions and gifts were, Mm. um, what our, our callings were to some degree, as far as kind of some specifics. Um, I mean, everything that we were, we brought into the process, how Mm. God had prepared us, you know, in our, our, our walk, um, and how God had prepared us just in everyday life with some giftings and, you know, job titles and trainings and things like that. So we brought all that in, um, and just kind of open-handedly said, Lord, what do you want to make of this? Um, our kids were involved. We, we said they were 9 and 11 when we came here. They were welcomed into that process and um, would pick up paper for a candy bar <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, um, help wash dishes for $5. I mean, and so it was our family mm. um, just kind of taking this on as an adventure, um, and so I think that was a big part of it, that yeah. it, it was just so much us. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, that's what I would say is, mm-hmm. that, is that we brought everything that we were and just said, Lord, you know, lead us and guide us, give us wisdom. Mm-hmm. Um, because we, although I had grown up in camping as a, as a kid and had done some things as an adult, as counseling and things like that, um, we had never run a camp. Yeah. So uh, that was you know, part of it was a learning process as well. Yeah. So it was cool. Yeah. And I think the uniqueness, the uniqueness kind of bears itself out in a lot of ways. One unique feature I think that we have is just a intimacy kind mm. of this, um, you know, it's pretty easy to become a part of the Pondo family. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and I think that's, unique. We don't have this kind of rigid corporate mm-hmm. culture. So we tend to tend to be pretty relaxed and 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 have this family kind of atmosphere. I think another way the uniqueness um, bears itself out is we want kids to experience things when they come to camp that they don't experience mm. in everyday life. Yeah. And so anytime we're designing an activity or a program or, or an experience, we think about that. Mm. Like, could they, you know, could they do this at home in their backyard? Usually not. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, when I was a kid, we had this crazy little makeshift zip line that I'm not <laughs> sure why we didn't die on it. But typically you don't have those kind of things, zip lines and giant swings mm-hmm. and, and, um, you know, these giant water slides and, yeah. you know, things like that. So we want to create 
experiences that that's just not common mm. to everyday life. And I think that adds to the kind of the uniqueness of, oh, of what we do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, if you don't know, um, kind of the cool relationship is long story short, basically, you know, Summerhill, the band that I've been a part of for better part of a decade now, um, you know, we started coming out here in 2016 and we ended up moving here in 2018 and I can just, I can affirm that what Dan said is there's, there's an intimacy here and there's also, um, I feel like in a very open handed atmosphere when it comes to program and experiences and the planning of, um, because we don't have that corporate rigid feel, we can experiment with different things and we can try out different things. And ultimately at the end of the day, it's about pointing kids to Jesus um, and not just having this typical camp um, experience. And um, Dan's talked a lot, a lot about this, but there is, there's kind of a rhythm to camp. Um, and we just want to see kids be transformed by the message of Jesus. And so um, getting to introduce different things into that experience is super fun. That's what makes camp yeah. um, just such a, a, a privilege and a blessing to work out. And so, um, so let's talk about this. Uh, about halfway through, I feel like, um, if I'm, you know, remembering your story correctly about halfway through this, this time that y'all have been at Pondo, um, there started some things started to shape out where Pondo became more than just a camp, like just more than winter camp and summer mm-hmm. camp programming. Um, and I feel like Todd Proctor and some dudes kind of started to speak into this, but tell me about that when I feel like creativity really started to become a part of the DNA mm-hmm. of Pondo and then some of the things that kind of evolved out of yeah. out of that. Well, I think we were programming camp for kind of the typical kid that is very active and then we we began to just realize that some of these kids maybe would, you know, bring a guitar to camp and they would just sit over on the field and play guitar and we just saw kind of the lack of programming geared towards those kinds of kids. Um, I'm one of those kids, and so I would not have wanted to do Kajabi Can Can. I would <laughs> wanted to sit in a corner and draw or, you know, that kind of a thing. And so it it was, you know, who we were, and we felt like we were kind of missing those kids and not really reaching them where they can best be reached. Mm. Um, We say that fun is just a way to break down walls for us. It's not about competition or, or just having fun to have fun. It's a way to reach into every heart in life. Mm. And, um, and so if these kids are, are naturally drawn to creative kind of um, things, then we need to address that and mm. allow them to connect through those through those ways. And mm. so, um, so we saw that um, we had begun to to uh, just see that kind of the creativity part of us is being separated from the church and the kingdom. Um, in a lot of ways, we took a trip and uh, to Europe and saw just the beautiful cathedrals and the art that came out of that time period and out of the church Mm. and felt like to some degree that wasn't happening now. We weren't Mm. commissioning and being the place where great artwork, music, um, you know, all these things, beautiful things would come out of and then last for generations. We weren't seeing that in modern day 
in the modern day church world. And mm-hmm. so um, we just, I felt especially a calling towards that um, as to, you know, we needed to address that. We needed to bring that into our programming um, and allow that to grow and blossom. So, mm-hmm. yeah, love it. Love it. And I feel like the arts garage is one of the things that came out of that, right? Yeah. Of, of adding that in. And yeah, um, we yeah. just took a little, um, you know, extra money and kind of pointed it towards that direction mm-hmm. and built it out um, so that, uh, you know, kids could come in and it would be a free space. And, and it is, it really is a time where kids come in and they just chit chat and you find out so much about mm-hmm. them as they're creating. And, mm-hmm. you know, we're encouraging, they're creating, um, giving tips and those kinds of things, but we have just real conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really cool. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. And then Dan, what about, things like spirit and truth and that kind of stuff. Um, did that kind of come out of that same, that same time frame, like the same kind of heart? Yeah. The, the idea of, of really investing in worship leaders was, um, something that happened pretty early on. Mm. Um, you mentioned Todd earlier, Todd led for us, um, I think summer of 98, 99 Mm. and some, some winter seasons kind of in that general vicinity. But, but I think, I think it was the first summer that Todd was with us just on a whim. He said, Hey, what if we um, just open up a, an afternoon for kids to come who are interested in worship and the band will meet with them and we'll just, Mm. Let's see what happens. I have no idea what's going to happen. We could just open it up for, say, Wednesday afternoon. If you're interested in talking about worship, come to this place and and we'll chat and just see what happens. A hundred kids showed up (laughs) for the first one of those. And at the end of that week, Todd said, hey, I think think there's something happening here that that we shouldn't ignore. And... Spirit and Truth, which is a weekend specifically designed to equip and encourage young worship leaders, was born out of that, mm, so out fun. of just that simple gathering of people that were that were interested in learning mm. more about what it meant to be a worshiper and what it meant to be a worship leader, mm. and uh, so that was the kind of the beginning stages of that part of investing in creatives. Hmm. And then we began to see, Hey, there's so much more to being a creative than music. Yeah. You know, there's the, um, the arts are all encompassing, Mm -hmm. whether it's drawing or painting or making little bracelets or what, you know, there's so much more, uh, that's a part of that. Mm. And, um, and, and we could even see that in the future, evolving into other areas photography graphic mm. design film. you know so many things yeah. film mm. um so yeah there's this holistic thing that's kind of evolved mm. over the years that we're excited to to just dive into even yeah. deeper yeah. in the future yeah. and what's so cool is that something that I mean, you're talking about in 90 what you said 96 98 98 something that was beginning to evolve in 98 um, is, I mean, honestly, one of the biggest reasons that the Summer Hill team mm. came out here in 2018, mm-hmm. you know, so 20 years later, 
Um, God is still working that into the DNA of Pondo. And now we have things like the Pondo worship movement. Um, And as you were talking, I was just thinking about, you know, just a a couple months ago, um, we decided to shift the mission statement, you know, for Pondo. Um, Pondo has always been a unique space to encounter Jesus. um, But to work in what Becky was talking about, that that heart of, of investing in, Um, not just creatives, but all students. And so now we exist to, and have always existed, to create unique spaces for people to encounter Jesus, whether that's on the mountain or off the mountain or at camp or at Spirit and Truth or during a guest group experience, you know, um, it's just really special. And so, um, so, so let's talk about this, um, coming out of all that stuff and, and looking back over the, the last 24 years, um, what what have been just a couple big wins that have stood out to you guys in terms of, um, yeah, your opportunity to lead this organization, the things that you've seen God do, maybe a story, um, yeah. What do you, what do you guys think? Well, um, wins. I think just the mere fact that we're still here was a little <laughs> bit of a win um, because yeah, in the early days it was difficult. There wasn't um, a team around us. So, so building that team um, mm. has been really important. Yeah. Um, and as we've done that, we've learned a lot of things and uh, yeah, I think God showed us a lot of ways that we can grow by inviting others into our story. And so inviting those people has been you know, just really cool. It's taught us so much. Mm. Um, One of the big wins that, and, and it's, it's a win in that it was a, it was this incredible realization that our, our seasonal, what we refer to as our seasonal staff, our, our Mm. summer staff, winter staff, we specifically refer to them as door holders, mm-hmm. um, and that's taken from from Psalm eighty four. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's the idea of inviting somebody, holding the door, and inviting somebody into something that you've experienced. Now you're inviting them into experience. Jesus in his fullness and and you have the privilege just to to hold the door for them mm. and uh, and help them experience something that you've experienced um in the past and one of the big realizations that we've had over the years is realizing that camp shapes those seasonal staff people and impacts them as much as it does the the campers that we serve mm. And that was such a huge win to to connect those dots and to see it. And and really it was the kind of the evolution of social media that allowed us to connect back to so many of those early, hmm. you know, late 90s um, summer staffers who are now in their early 40s and have kids and they're sending their kids to camp. It's hard to believe, but that being able to reconnect with them on social media, we've heard over and over and over again, how camp their experience at camp changed the trajectory of their lives. Mm. And, 
and they are, you know, a thousand plus of them are literally serving all over the world. Hmm. And um, some are in ministry, some are um, teachers and and lawyers, and they're doing all this all this stuff. And they, but they point back to their time at camp and how that yeah. really just changed the trajectory of their life. Yeah, absolutely. It's almost like that mission trip mentality of so many times I, th- I went on mission trips thinking that, oh, I'm going to get to do this and I'm going to get to work here and serve here. And then I'm the one that gets mm-hmm. impacted more yeah. so than I feel like even the ones that I was getting to, to Isn't serve. Isn't that cool how God works like it, that? It really is. It really, it really is. is. And, um, and that's, that's I, I, something I'm so excited about, you know, having stepped into this kind of program director role and getting to work alongside you guys to recruit these teams is I get so excited because I'm, you know, recruiting these college guys and college girls and, and, you know, all the things that they're going to get to do. But then in the back of my mind, I'm thinking like, Oh, just you wait, like what God's going to do in your heart. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's, yeah, that's so exciting to think about. And so, well, cool. Well, I got one more question for you. I'm going to put you guys on the spot. Um, And over the, over the course of this, this, specific branch of the podcast. Um, this is going to be a really cool place just to talk about, you know, stories and what God is up to. Um, I'll, 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 I'll hint at this. Um, there's a lot of really special things happening at Pondo right now. Like we can't go into just a ton of detail, but, um, especially this past weekend, it's just so amazing to see that in a season where we haven't actually got to do a lot of the typical things that Pondo would get to do. Like we didn't have summer camp this summer, you know, due to um, COVID and things like that. And um, a lot of guest groups that we'd be having right now in the fall are not able to come. And a season I think that would be kind of naturally debilitating or discouraging has actually turned into just this really special season of growth and not just growth, but I, I believe, and you guys correct me if I'm wrong, but I think like, stuff that's going to impact just the future of Pondo for right. the next, I mean, potentially hundreds of years, yeah. which is insane to think about. <laughs> yeah. um, so here's my question. We've been basically kind of shut down since what, like April? Middle of March. Middle of March, mm-hmm. um, which is insane. Um, it's October now. That's wild. Do you guys feel like God has revived anything in you or or given you a fresh perspective of not just the ministry of Pondo and maybe your role at Pondo, but just for like the, I guess the importance of camp and why mm-hmm. kids need camp. Um, we we talked about this a few weeks ago. It'll be almost two years. What, I mean, it really will be because the kids didn't get to come to summer camp in 2020. So 2021, it'll have been two years for before kids get to come back to a summer camp experience, you know? Um, what do you feel like God has just done in your minds and in your hearts as it pertains to Camp Pondo over the course of the the pandemic? Well, I think, and you hinted a little bit at some of the just really significant behind the scenes Hmm. things that are happening and they are literally happening because of COVID as crazy (laughs) as that sounds. The reason that these things are happening, that these conversations are taking place is because of COVID. We're, mm. we're actually thinking about renaming the camp, Camp COVID, because <laughs> no, we're it not. has been <laughs> so significant 
but um, wow. but I think what it's what it's done is when when something's you don't always appreciate the importance of something until it's taken away. Mm. And the fact that camp has, in a sense, been taken away, at least for a season, has really renewed my conviction that that camp is essential. Mm. You know, um, we were deemed non-essential, and that's why we were shut down. Mm. But camp is essential, yeah. and I'm more convinced of that now mm-hmm. than I've ever been. And mm. but I am more excited about the future mm. of of camp ministry and and of our ministry mm. than I ever have been. Wow. And um, yeah, good things are coming. Mm. Yeah, I I would add to that that we've discovered uh, a new. The fact that kids find hope at camp that sustains them, mm. sometimes through really hard situations, um, they get just that little seed of hope that that carries them through in some regards. Mm. And so um, we just, yeah, discovered it anew. Um, I'm a camp kid, and so that was my story. Um, some tough growing up situations but once I landed in a place where I could go to camp Mm. it gave me the ability to kind of get through to the next year Mm. and um, I found hope uh, for the future with that I found you know new ways to kind of think about my relationship with the Lord I was already um, a believer but um, you know just impacted me so much Mm. um, that that's why I'm doing what I do today is the mm. fact that camp had such an impact on my life um, as a teenager that, you know, it caused me to mm. want to reach out and to serve kids just like myself. Yeah. So yeah. I love it. Yeah. It's wild to think that, you know, let's say a kid comes both to winter camp and a summer camp experience. We're basically getting to interact with them seven or eight days out of the entire year. Mm-hmm. And to feel like that when that kid is at Pondo, that there's almost a home away from home kind of mentality. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's wild. That's wild to think about that God would, would use something like a camp experience to provide basically family. Mm-hmm. Um, which love. Is, it's just, Sometimes that's, there's yeah. no love at home. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're not being heard. Yeah. Um, and they come here and they say, I feel like I've been heard for the first time. Hmm. You know, they can ask those hard questions yeah. and, um, you know, just dive into some stuff mm-hmm. they can't do normally. And yeah. so that, that time away, that drawing them away from everyday life does have an impact. Yeah. Yeah, love it. Well, awesome. Well, Dan and Becky, thank you guys so much. And uh, um, excited to keep talking about this stuff. Um, hopefully, as some news rolls out, maybe in the next few months, uh, we'll be able to share yeah. some of that with you guys. And uh, um, yeah, I'm just excited to use this as a platform just to share um, all the crazy things that God is up to um, on and off the mountain. So, all right. We'll catch you guys next time on awesome. the Pondo awesome. Podcast. Thank you. Thank you.